Hey, this is Rude Jude, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who is completely nude from the waist down and is currently whacking his boner off to the tempo of We Will Rock You. That's Jeff Clark. Hey, ladies and gents. And transmitting to us from He-Man's laundry room... The bearded booger eating loincloth sniffer known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. So I've been notified by quite a few people in my personal life and family that they have decided to check out the show. And whilst I appreciate any bump in our download numbers, and I thank you. You should not do this. Abort right now. Who yeah. Are we, who are we talking to specifically? I don't want to say. This is a blanket statement because I'm sure there's a few that have even sneakily done so and not well, told me about it. Yeah, but if they've already listened and they're still listening uh, at this point, we're not going to get them to stop with a warning of do not go any further. I would just like to appeal to these people and say thank you very much for the for the little uptick. Every bit counts. We thank you, but uh, you should stop here. I I mean, what you're about you to your pants recently. What you're about to experience <laughs> is the audio the version. Of street knowledge. This is the audio version of walking in on me masturbating. You do not want this. What, what you will hear, you cannot unhear. And one day, you are going to have to look me in the eyes again. Yep. So stop it. Stop it! God damn it, stop. So just essentially what you're going to be doing is walking in on him, masturbating while he kneels. Yeah. Do you want to hear about this? You don't. Turn it off now, Nana. Turn it <laughs> off. Whoever taught you how to use podcasts, you turn it off too. No, no, Nana, you don't have to turn it off. You can stay. You no, like the party. There's, there's no way she would ever figure out how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> I was going to say, she might not figure out how to turn it off if she got it on. You're, I know. You're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's just like spiking her phone on the floor of the kitchen right now, stomping so on her heels. You and Ram Ram with Peacemaker just goes on to the next episode. She's like, all right, well, yeah. here we go. Yep. I, oh, I guess I got to go on iTunes and scroll back uh, very early in the feed. <laughs> Is your brother-in-law watching or listening? Because I feel like this could be a good way to show how much cooler than uh, or how cool you are. Uh, you know what? I actually wouldn't mind. Yeah. He's he's the you one would, person that gets a down with him. Yeah. Just don't tell Joy. For sure. <laughs> she doesn't even know about the podcast. <laughs> oh, yes, she does. She follows it on Instagram. Yeah, it is. Some, you need that. Some streams shouldn't be crossed. Um, I, I, would, I would actually appreciate if my family followed us on social media and then muted us 
So we get the we get the follower count, but they don't see any of the content. Because I actually I wanted to post that picture from when we were doing the D and D episode when I drew that giant spider that had a massive dick that was covered in genital warts and herpes, and I think it also had some cum shooting out of it. See, Nana, that you don't want to hear this shit. But you deemed that you couldn't post it on social media because. I was like, oh, man, how am I going to... My mom sees every story we put up, every post we put up. How do I explain? No, you don't get it, Mom. We were playing Dungeons and Dragons. And anything I drew on the piece of paper came to life. That is why I had to draw a big spider with a massive boner that just happened to have genital warts and herpes all over it. I really think you don't give St. Helen enough enough credit. She knows who you are at this point in, in your life. No, she thinks I'm a sweet, sweet angel. No, because... I told her this is a true crime podcast. <laughs> she thinks we solve murders. I oh, is that her. why she was, always, she was asking me so many questions? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't want to shatter that illusion. <laughs> About the Gainesville Ripper when, we, when I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... All right, we got that PSA out of the way. Uh, Shuddy Boy. Yes. And... Uh, Members of the Puminati, if you'll recall, last week was our, our that was our first actual episode of the year because our first show of 2022 was a very fun D and D episode, courtesy of our good friend and yours, Dungeon Master Alex Wilson. And what what we did on our first actual show, we recapped the holidays, um, regaled some tales, and I got some intel, Shuddy Boy, that uh, you left something out. Your your Uh-oh. your Christmas slash birthday was a little bit more eventful than you let on. Am I wrong? Shuddy, did you shit your pants? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you're referring to. Were you visited by a ghost again? Did the ghost come back? Uh, you know what? I va- Yeah, I. What? Where? What, who was I talking to? I might have been drunk. Uh. Something, yes. (laughs) I was sitting here now. I might have been, yeah. And nobody was in the kitchen and something just fell off the stove. That was the extent of it. Oh. Just some, what was it that fell off the stove? Uh, One of the salt shakers fell down or one of the salt and pepper shakers. I don't want to say which one it was because I don't remember exactly. Yeah, that would be people would crucify you if you got that element yeah. wrong. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to fuck up your testimony. The whole case will be thrown out. Jeff, did you decide to Skype in on a Game Boy? I could tell by the the lag in your guys' responses that you're uh, that I'm uh, my internet's a little fucked up. I don't know what to do. Um, I could try to update the Zoom. No, I, I was no, going to no, do no, that, no. but it took way, oh, way too long. Shuddy, we didn't start recording. recording. Yep. <laughs> Uh-oh. Not only that. I guess Uh-oh. my shitty connection helped us out in one way or the other. No. Damn it. Recording in progress. Oops. Hey, what's up, YouTube? Hey, YouTube. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> Hello. If you'll notice, Jeff looks like Patrick Bateman. Yep. We have to listen to the audio only version of the podcast to get that joke. Yeah. So um, you see it. You see it. Yeah. Just to catch the people on uh, YouTube up to speed. 
yeah, we we probably um, we spaced out and probably missed about five minutes of the show. So, um, and by we, this is actually not Jeff's fault even remotely. This is all on Kevin and I. No, actually, if Jeff's internet wasn't all shitty, it wouldn't have reminded me that we forgot to record. Yeah, Jeff's the hero in this in this tale, not the villain. Despite the fact that he looks like a villain, you were right. You do look like the That's bad guy. For. You do look like the bad guy from the mask. How? Where do you even find a shirt with that deep of a V? Oh, I'm, I made this myself. Like that is ridiculous. That thing's practically down to your fucking belly button, Jeff. I kind of didn't make it myself. No, I just got it. It's a, I think it's a Hanes or Fur to the Loom uh, <laughs> uh, V-neck that I got from Target, and I just beat it to shit, and the V got deeper. Did you steal that off of a bull? <laughs> Why is the neck no, so dude. stretched out? It's such a big neck, and it's stretched out. <laughs> well, I stretch out the shirt a little bit oh. because it shrinks as I wash it. So maybe just like me stretching out the shirt, also stretch out the neck. I don't know. I got to look and I'm going for, I already went, here's my, I already went to the gym, went to the gym at like 6am and I came back, I did my hair all nice with the white t-shirt and I don't want to change the shirt to ruin my hair. It could possibly ruin my hair. And there's seriously, there isn't a single hair out of fucking place right now. It's it's the best hair day I've had in years. You made the right call. There's not a single dry vagina on YouTube right now. Yeah. But like, uh, okay, let me ask you this. When you take your V-necks off, do you pull them over your head or slide them down the rest of your body? Reach out the, <laughs> reach out the neck. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Isn't that bad? Do you I just, guess it is. Do you just pull it down over the rest of your body like you're being birthed by it? Man. I just knew I wasn't going to uh, pitch a perfect game out here. Yes. You're going to always crucify me on some part of my look. The thought of him climbing out the neck of his shit. Yeah, my V-neck is birthing me. That's it. That's pretty much what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Jesus Christ. I look like Ace Ventura, the, the, the second one where he comes out of the fucking <laughs> the rhino's, the, the ass. rhino's ass or yeah. the hippo's ass. Uh. Ow! Ow! <laughs> That's an underrated Ace Ventura, actually. Hey, yeah, we, actually, which, we actually have audio of Jeff getting out of his V-neck. Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Those buffalo chicken style poppers put a hurting on me that day. Oh I gotta say, man. Speaking of your snack attack, shout out to um, D Wit for buying you a box of chocolate anuses that you did a snack attack of. Which, goddamn, you are killing it with those. Bravo, Jeff. I tongue darted those little chocolate anuses. <laughs> I thought you'd be proud of me when I did that. I was very proud and also heavily disturbed. <laughs> nice. Did you watch that alone, or did you watch that with Rent Rant as well? No, 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 no. I, I, I spared Rent Rant from that one. Oh, she doesn't <laughs> want to see me tongue dart cho- chocolate keisters. I don't think so. Uh, not, not her wheelhouse. Gotcha. Chocolate keisters. I'm sorry, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? Nothing important. I don't even remember. <laughs> All right. Oh, I was just gonna say because I randomly brought up basement to her happy birthday, Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's some one of the goats, perhaps. There's some of comedy. Uh, very big birthdays today. Um, Song Kang Ho from Parasite. 
Oh, today's his birthday. birthday. Happy I'm birthday! Big fan of that guy. And I have never heard uh-oh. of. Uh, big one. James Earl Jones. Ninety-one. He's ninety-one. Yep. Ninety-one today. Thank you, Internet. Did they use his voice at all in the new Star Wars? I believe so. I think when they put Darth Vader in like um any Disney Plus show or and I think he was he also did the voice in Rogue One, but that was years ago. But yeah, he's still he's still doing it. He was in fucking Coming to America too. Fucking dude looks good for anyone. Are they done with Star Wars movies? No. Like way. of like I don't know the episodes or the, the the official like series itself. I'm sure they'll come off for like tangent or offshoots. Yeah, I mean they've got plans for. They gave projects out like when when Disney took over, they just started handing out projects to any big name director working today. I think a few of them got revoked. Um, I think somebody had a trilogy planned, and they put out a project that ate shit, and Disney was like, "Ooh, we're gonna need that contract backed." Yeah. <laughs> but um I mean the the shows on Disney Plus are still going strong and I, I know that they're, they're they're doing I think um Patty Jenkins who did the Wonder Woman movie she has a solo I think she's doing like a Rogue Squadron movie. I think that's still in the works, but as far as like continuing like a new trilogy in the main, you know, episode fucking 13 or whatever they would start with now. I don't know, I guess I guess 10, right? They did one, two, yeah, three, it, right? four, five, six, and seven, eight, nine. Well, so. here's here's the list. Let's see. There's Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Taika Waititi has a Star Wars movie. Yep. Taika. Ryan Johnson has a new trilogy. I thought they revoked his because people hated his movie in the main, the main universe. Um, hey, Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. This article is from eight days ago. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, me and my brothers are talking Kevin about it more than I am. has a Star Wars movie. J.D. Dillard has a Star Wars movie. I don't even know who that is. J.D. Dillard. Dude. And then shows Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, Rogue One, and there's an uh, so, how do you say Rosario Dawson's character's name from... Oh, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, she's got a show. Lando's got a show with Donald Glover. Whoa. Then there's uh, an Acolyte, a movie called The Acolyte. Or, I'm mm. sorry, a show called The Acolyte, which is female-centric. Uh, with Leslie Headland, the co-creator and executive producer of Russian Doll. Then there's a droid show. Jesus Christ. New season of The Bad Batch. All right. So, yeah, Jeff, it seems like they're going to be making more Star Wars content. <laughs> That's awesome. It's going to give Leonardo DiCaprio more uh, date stuff that he can do. Tell me you guys saw that. Tell me you guys saw that. No. Oh, I don't know who reported it first. I think I saw it through Barstool. What? But there was a port that... Let me see this. Uh... Some supermodel said that she went on the worst date of her life with Leonardo DiCaprio. And it was 
they rented out a movie theater and just watched every single Star Wars. And he played around with a lightsaber in the movie theater and like reenacted the lines. That's what this like supermodel, I think her name's Camila Marone, said about a date she went on with Leonardo DiCaprio. And I just thought it was fucking hilarious. I mean, it is hilarious. Here's a brief explainer debunking a viral story about Leonardo DiCaprio taking his girlfriend Camilla Maroney on the worst date of my life. Not to be confused with the very real story of him making Jonah Hill watch The Mandalorian. So I guess that didn't happen, Jeff. Someone, so someone stole that story and, and, and used it fraudulently and repurposed it? I'm, with a supermodel? Because I heard the Jonah Hill Mandalorian thing. Yeah. God damn it. That story... <sighs> this world is so much better if that story is true. Christ almighty, Jeff. You know what? Anytime you want to say something, text it to me and I'll just say it in the Jeff voice. Do you want me to... <laughs> do you want me to turn off my Zoom and come back in? We'll try that. You're, you've turned into Robot Shuddy. I know. I, I remember the days when it used to be me. This is fantastic. Is... is Bill or Cheech playing Warcraft right now? Bill's always playing video games. Hmm. I had other screens going. I was watching basketball. I shut everything down. I shut. I'm giving you guys my undivided attention and my full internet bandwidth. I don't know what to do. I love that somehow. We're going to step back to the internet for a second. But somehow... You've rearranged your room so that your head blocks all of the artwork on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) No, what happened? Again, this is a very important day. You guys are being insensitive towards me and, and how important this day is for me. But I, because of my outlet situation, the only way I can have the, my big screen on is if my table is against the wall when usually I push it back so I have a better okay. vantage point. All right. I didn't know that you weren't you didn't usually sit up against the wall. Okay. That makes Yeah, sense. no, I usually pull my table into an unnatural middle part of the room <laughs> where it doesn't belong, just so I have some background stuff. But I plan to watch basketball. I have a whole bunch of money on these games. But because it fucked with my internet bandwidth, I had to close all that down. So my plan's screwed. I'm ruining my podcast. This is all going bad for me, but at least my hair is perfect. It's aces for us, though, Jeff. So And you got mad taco meat. Oh, yeah. Well, taco so, meat on deck, yeah. Did you just say you heard that from Barstool? I thought I, thought I got that from a Barstool thing. Have they just turned into like a troll site? They're TMZ for bros. Yeah, they're just like fake clickbait shit now. Like they put those, those. Um, they they even tricked me once because I sent it to you guys. I'm like, I was like, is is Barstool trolling or are they just retards? Because they put out a list of like the top ten male singers, and it was just like Elvis, Fred Astaire, um, the Adam Lambert. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> They, they literally just tweet that stuff out every month just so people quote tweet it and get pissed off and then they trend. Yeah, like, I agree. That's probably the case. I don't, I don't know why I brought them up or cited them specifically. I thought it was them or maybe it was like a report that they copied, but I don't know. I just was citing something that I thought could have went viral because of them and I thought you guys would have seen it. No, with the Leonardo DiCaprio story. 
but sounds it was like already a, debunked. Sounds like everything that comes from Barstool now you got to take with a grain of salt, huh? I mean, you probably had to take everything with from Barstool with a grain of salt in the first place. Yeah. I won't. I won't. I won't regurgitate any reports from Barstool anymore since they're not an official news source. I don't think Shuddy's ever used them on Shuddy's news. So I don't look. I almost if something Barstool comes across my eyes, it's just randomly uh, on Instagram or Twitter. I do not look at anything Barstool sport Barstool at all. Well, I mean. Stoolie. Shuddy Boy's fucking news is just a, a, a beacon of journalistic integrity. Anybody Thanks who subscribes. Thanks to Huffington Post and UPI. <laughs> and uh, Bonesy, I guess, right? Uh, and whoever I've got. <laughs> Bonesy sent me articles last week. This week I got article from Voice of God and one from the great Poudini. Yeah, uh, Pumanani chip in. I like that. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, so I guess we can pick up on the cliffhanger from last week. Um, I, I went to a sound bath. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and you know, I, I, this actually just came up naturally on the free Jason Ellis podcast we taped a week ago, I think, but we're backlogged, so it takes a little bit further to longer for those to come out. Um, apologies in advance for anybody for that listens to both for the double dipping. If you're not listening to both, you should. It's sweet. Check it out. Jason Ellis Show, YouTube, iTunes, everything. Same stuff we're on. Um, but yes, I did. Uh, Rent Rant wanted to go to a sound bath. And I like to think of myself as a good sport. Even if something comes up that I, I sort of roll my eyes with, I'd say in the past five or six years I've switched that part of me off and now I just look at it as an opportunity you know I put myself in more situations so there's a chance that something goes wrong and something bad happens to me and then people can laugh at me and nothing bad happened to me I'll just get that out of the way first so I don't, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up you didn't drown in the sound bath? No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't drown. Nobody fucking dropped a steel drum on my head. Um, <laughs> but I. So is it just like soothing sounds, or is it loud? And what's the? So that's what I told Rant Rant. I like after we went to it. I was like, that was actually pleasant. I wasn't sure what to expect. I purposefully didn't ask her a bunch of questions because I just wanted to go in and just throw myself at it and see what happened. But Were you stoned? No, because the older I get, the more prone I am to just falling asleep. And she was like, do your best not to fall asleep during this. Like sometimes people do fall asleep and it's kind of just a waste if you do, you know? Wait, are you in like a room to... with a... Sorry, Jeff, you go first. I was there. Are you in like a room with other people or like, could you just pass out in front of other people and like they hear you snoring? So it is, it is in a room with other people. I don't know why I was envisioning this, but I thought we were going to go to like a gigantic teepee and then everybody would just be lying on mats while somebody who was like Dick Van Dyke in um, Mary Poppins would come in with like symbols between his knees and a harmonica in his mouth and an accordion and a kick drum on his back. That sounds... 
very relaxed. <laughs> sounds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm for that. And when I said that well, to her, she was like, sound bad. "She was like, you dumbass! Like, why would that be relaxing? Like, why would you fall asleep if that were the case? Of course, Dick Van Dyke with a kick drum isn't going to be in there." I was thinking more like you were. It was almost like when you went into the float tanks. Oh, but you were in your own little tank with the the sound piped in. That's no, no, was... no. It wasn't like isolated or anything. That's a good question. That's actually a good question as well or point as well i figured maybe there'd be if you're like in a little teepee you got that you got a, like a hippie chick in the middle of the room with a fucking bowl and a spoon and she's making weird noises with it <laughs> yeah she's just like she has like a, a pot and a, a pan banging them together going point 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 meow 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 so actually, was there uh was there a band or what's up no so i actually took i snuck some photos uh uh so it look this place looked like something that could have been adjacent to Dunder Mifflin. Like it was in an office space. Um here I'm going to text you guys these right now. So it was a little office space in what kind of looked like a motel complex, but I guess it was just um uh oh fuck. I'm so stupid. I don't know how to work technology. Here we go. Uh it was, it was, it, I think it was actually their permanent space. I was like, man, did they just like rent this out for the night? But I think it's their permanent space and it's, it fits about 10 people. So when we walked in, the lights were dim. They had projectors all over the place, projecting like uh, galaxies and stars and fake moons. And there were diffusers, humidifying air that had oils in it. So it smelled super nice. And there was a little bit of incense burning and there were some like lit up little trees. And then there was this rack that you guys will see in the picture that goes basically from the floor to the ceiling that has four gigantic gongs on it. Yeah, and, I can see it on the, in the top right corner of the second, uh, of the, in the first picture. Yeah, that made me a little view. nervous. I was like, that's going to scare the shit out of me because every station, there was only 10 people in there. They sold 10 tickets. And you lay on this little yoga mat and there's a pillow and there's a big heavy blanket, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah! I get to get all cozy in here, and it smells all nice and shit. This is sick." You can't sleep though. That feels kind of torturous. No, but it, I I would have had a hard time falling asleep even if I was stoned. But um, oh yeah, the sound bath was rocking out too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she, the lady, there was like a guy, a man and a woman putting it on, and they had some sort of European accent that I couldn't really pin. But they, they came over and they were like, would you like uh, some lavender spray? And I was like, oh, you fucking read my mind. I spritz my pillows all the time with fucking lavender spray before I go to bed. Yes, missed away. Really? I just threw my arms out. I was like, bathe me in it. I want extra squirts. So she fucking sprays me. And then they had like these little hand towels that... She was like, so we, we recommend everybody puts this over their eyes. So, you know, even if you're tempted to open your eyes and peek, you're just in darkness. She's like, and if you like, I could mist that with, with some aroma stuff too. And I was like, yeah, hook me up. Fucking blast away. And then I put that thing in my <laughs> face and took a big sniff. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Put it all over me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cover me in it. <laughs> How many times has Rant Ryan been to a sound bath? I think maybe like three. 
Not a ton, but so, so once everybody gets to their little space and you lie down and you cover up with your blanket, they sort of, they start playing a little bit of peaceful music and this woman starts, you know, spracking off with some hippie stuff about your aura and scanning your body for negative emotions and then push it away, push it away. And I'm like, all right, I'm pushing, I'm doing it. And, and then it's, then she, she shuts up and then the actual sound bath starts. So you can see in the pictures, there's these crystal sound bowls all over the place. They, every yoga mat that you were lying down on had one on each side and they can sort of take those, they kind of look like drumsticks with uh, big poofy balls on them and they can drag it around the, the, the bowl, the singing bowls and it makes like that wow, wow, wow noise. And when they yeah. stop, it keeps going for uh, for a while, so it like echoes. And they do them next to your head, so it's like panoramic. And when they kind of converge in the center of your head, it sounds like you just did a whip it. Like it's it vibrated throughout throughout your whole body, and it just goes wanga 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 wanga. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. And then that goes for a while, so there were like different phases to it, so. They, um, I don't know how they did it, but they had those rain sticks that didn't sound like rain sticks. It sounded like crashing ocean waves. So they would just like put that thing like back and forth over your head and on each side of it while you're laying down. And it sounded like you were laying on a beach getting crushed by waves. And, and that went on for a bit and that was super cool. And the the woman like when she did the disclaimer and set the whole thing up she was she was talking talking some shit about how you know it's a very healing process and it's sort of it can sort of like cleanse you and reset your head if you're if you're feeling just bogged down and stressed out and a lot of shit going on like if your brain has too many tabs open this will sort of just debug you and she's like and don't be alarmed but sometimes it can get emotional and you can even cry and I'm thinking to myself, ah, fuck. Like, ever since my dad died, I've had a little big bit of a hair trigger on the waterworks. I'm like, I I don't want to start blubbering in this room full of man buns. This Did you? I didn't. Thank God. But there were no. parts where I did start thinking about my dad because it's like you're just sitting there, you know, with noise happening. And you have nothing to do but kind of let your mind wander and think about stuff. And I, I almost got, like, pissed off. Like, I was just, like, pissed that my dad was gone, you know? That's a fair uh, emotion to have. It's one of the stages of grief, anger. Yeah. So I, I had a little bit of that going on. And then, um, and then you know, I just started... It's, it's weird. You kind of just, like, start thinking about stuff in your life. Not good or bad things, but just different memories. And I had some stuff pop up that I hadn't thought about in a while. And I swear to God, there was a point in time where I legit went into a trance. It was like legit trippy. And my brain picked up on it. And it was like, whoa, a trance, this is cool. And it immediately went away. It was like it was like I scared it off. As soon as you started thinking about it, you lost it. Yep. I was like, no, come back. That was cool. I was getting a free so one. So like is there like a high with this trance? Is it something, is this a feeling you're going to chase again? Uh, I mean, so it was two hours. The and, whole sound bath experience. Yes. And, I mean, 
I talked about it when I went and I did the sense deprivation tank. I started getting fucking restless leg syndrome sitting in the goddamn tank. So I just got like all antsy and uncomfortable and it ruined the whole thing for me. And I was real worried that was going to happen. Cause I'm like, man, two hours is a long time for my fucking ADD ass to be sitting still laying on a goddamn mat. But it went by super, super quick. Like there were all these phases. Like they, they somehow kept busting out. Like they would do, you know, the singing bowls for 20 minutes and then I'm getting crushed by waves for 20 minutes and then they're like lightly hitting gongs and all this weird shit's going on. And every part of it was cool. I was like, I don't buy any into the, like the really spiritual mumbo jumbo any of any of this, but it it was relaxing. And then it ended with this weird, like eerie hippie music playing, and then a woman chanting some sort of like Native American shit. And I was like, man. Is she white? Again, I couldn't tell. The accent threw me off. I couldn't place it. So, did you see her person? Uh, did you see her? Uh, did you see her? Well, when when it ended, I found out that that was a recording, and I was like, "Ah, come on! Wow. I'm here for live music. Don't don't turn your boombox yeah. on." For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a dry float tank. A little bit. Did, did anyone use the word chi? Probably. I think someone threw out chimichanga. Uh, there were some Bing Boing Yoshis. I don't know. There was a lot of shit being said that I didn't fully understand. Bing Boing Yoshi. What the fuck is that? I don't know, man. It's a meditative chant. Come on. Should he get with it? There was a lot of terms that I've heard in yoga classes thrown around here. Like, talk, oh, wow. Talking about Shavasana and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Sawasana and chakras and chimichangas and, and, and Bing Boing Yoshis. Yeah, someone someone threw out a Kamsamnida. It might have been Bill. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a recording of Bill. We piped it in there into the sound bath. And then when that chanting tape ran out, they started playing fucking Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah covered by some granola fiend on a guitar. And I was like, oh, come on. At this point, I was like, do I have to sit here through all of Hallelujah? Or can I just like start getting up and getting my shit ready? And then I, I sort of peeked, and I saw people were already sitting up on their mats. And I'm like, oh, fucking taking this off. Like, I was in for all of it until they hit me with the Leonard Cohen covers. Yeah. That's a bridge too far. I agree. Yeah. Rent Rat obviously enjoyed herself. Oh, yeah. I mean, as did I. It was cool. So are you guys gonna, are you going to do another sound bath uh, trip or appointment in the near future? I don't or know about... Or is it like a once-a-year thing? Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's a a frequent thing, but if down the road she throws that idea out there again, sure. I mean, you just get to fucking snuggle up with a nice blanket and lay there. Is there are these like sound bath pop ups, or is it like a sound bath studio that like they rent space out of? I think it's a studio. It literally looks like it could be advanced refrigeration. Is it called Sound Bath LA? I, or do they have a cooler name than that? I do not know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> you don't know where you went? You just got in the car. We really trust Rant Rant, huh? I'll tell you what. It was in Long Beach. Do you want the Do you want the what? name of the company? How dare you? You came to Long Beach and you didn't even call me? It was like 10 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually do go to sleep like 8.30. Yeah, That's fair I know. Fair enough. Oh. Okay. I, didn't, I wouldn't want to hear from you at 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably would have ignored that call. I, Actually, I, I wouldn't. 
I'll be honest, I did feel nice and relaxed and calm after that thing, and I know it, I know it had a lot of benefit to rent rent too. She felt really good afterwards, and I think it put her on like a streak of good moods. That was nice. That's, yeah. That's a happy wife, happy life, as they say, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you got to eat the sound bath and just fucking do it. Yeah. Miss out on a day of football or something. I don't know. Hey, I'm a good sport, man. I'll, I'll fucking try shit out. I don't care. Yeah, well, it's because you probably put your significant others or girlfriends through your corny shit, so you might as well try their corny shit. Who are you to... Uh, look down on corny shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I forget what we did, but when she threw the sound bath thing at me and I was like, sure. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, you just like watch some fucking samurai movie. Yeah, I'll go do a sound bath with you. Yeah. We watched Animatrix and I fucking, (laughs) I ran out out of movie theater, we watched Animatrix and I did some fucking air kung fu. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You sit through my shit. I'll sit through your shit. It's give and take. Yep. That's how it's supposed to be. Yep. But I don't know. I would yeah, honestly let's be go to Cradle of the Grave concert. I'd be I'd be kind of curious um, how Jeff would fare in one of those. Terribly, because I mean you don't have to do anything. There's no heavy lifting on your part. You just lay there with on a mat with a comfy blanket, and uh, you kind of get a free whip at high. I just thought like the uh, what you call it the the float tank thing was just so like overrated and whack. Like I, uh, I really I just got bored at a point. There was no hallucinogenic hallucinogenic aspect of it for me, no trance aspect of it for me. I just was thinking like, what is the score of the New York Knicks basketball game right now? That's like the only thing that was in my head the whole time. You were were getting the exact opposite effect of what it was supposed to do. No peacefulness. It just sent your mind into overdrive about everything else you could be doing instead of being laying in that tank. Exactly. Yeah. I was really afraid that I was missing out on the 37th Cleveland Cavalier regular season basketball game. Is there a day of the week that's sort of like a blind spot for sports? No, not when you gamble on it. Uh, Yeah. No, that my rent rent went hit the bricks. Yeah. Now your rent rent is just sports. Yeah. It's my lady ESPN. And she is not kind to him. You've been taking a thrashing. When? Well, I don't know. Shuddy Boy just said it hasn't been kind to you. No, I think he was just generally speaking. Not sport, sports gambling's going really well lately. I, I mean, no, I'm down I, just eight, meant, I just meant in general. Yeah. I'm down 800 today. Up and then, then stuff like that happens. MSPH curse. I don't know why you bet on Mondays. That should be your day off. Well, you, we don't, you don't check in with me every Monday, but I had a streak of like seven or eight straight Mondays where I won money. Oh, like Monday, okay. oh, Monday right. turned into my best day of the week, actually. Oh, so there's no more MSPH curse. No, not anymore. Well, I don't know that we it into existence. There's an MLK day curse, apparently. Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm God indeed. So, I mean, there's never. Like, what about when certain seasons are over or something? Yeah. All right. So, specifically, the All-Star game in baseball. The day after the All-Star game, there's no sports. Because the only sport that really runs in summer, in the middle of summer, is baseball. So, basketball, football, hockey are all out of season. And baseball takes a one-day off. The whole league takes a one-day off right after All-Star game. And it's, it's a dead time. 
You should you should schedule a um, sense deprivation tank appointment for that day. Yeah, that'd be the perfect day. Honestly, <laughs> the only day that I'd really be into it for the most part. But yeah, yeah otherwise it's just wall to wall sports. I'm such a sports nerd. I don't know. I gotta kind of break out of it and add some other hobbies, some some chick friendly hobbies, so I can maybe yeah, get dude. myself out of the virgin zone. But yeah. I don't know. The virgin life is kind of cool so far over the past couple months. I'm I'll hang in there, see what it uh see what develops. I could still fuck my hand. Yeah, never <laughs> your hand never says no. Literally never has that hand said no. <laughs> I am doing something fun uh tomorrow. I'm actually going to my first concert in a long, long time. I don't even remember when the last concert was, but I'm going to see Bill bought us tickets to see tool for like christmas that was no his, one of the, that was his christmas gift to me and uh cheech so all three of us were going to the hana center uh in anaheim to see tool tomorrow so i'm looking forward to that nice that's yeah, pretty dude. sweet hit up korean barbecue beforehand i'm a little nervous about that about korean think- barbecue then a rock concert you might have to take a big fat shit for real. I'm going to have to shit inside the venue before the concert. Oh, that's brutal. I hate pooping at places like that. Arenas? <laughs> Stadiums? Yeah. Yeah. It's like every sing- It's like before they even open the doors, the janitors just go and piss on every toilet seat or something. Every toilet seat is wet with piss. They should put handlebars up top in like all public bathroom stalls so when there is piss and shit all over the toilet seat you can just grip on those and sort of just air shit i feel like air people air shit was what causes the most (laughs) yeah the internet just censored you there jeff sorry i'll send you time codes when this is up on youtube yeah, I was just saying, I think air shitting is what exasperates the problem. For my internet fucking screwed me. I think it's just when, when the urinals are full and people have to piss, they just go in the stalls and they can't and even be bothered. Nobody wants to touch the toilet seat. Yeah, nobody wants to lift the seat and nobody really gives a fuck about aiming. So they just piss all over those motherfuckers. And then if you do have to uh, drop a duty, it's, it's a whole ordeal. You can wad up a bunch of teepee and wipe the seat off. But then you run the risk of it soaking through and touching your fingers, and now you have stranger piss all over your hands. And you're not going to get it all, so there's probably going to be piss fragments on your ass. And then you essentially just let a grown, strange man piss all over your ass. Well, that's a little bit extreme. The science, this is what, the science checks out, Shuddy. This is what happens in the middle of his sound baths. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was just laying there. Someone's blowing a didgeridoo in my ear, and I'm like, "Do I have piss on my ass? Does that make me gay? <laughs> Am I a gay piss fiend?" I I, I, I uh, took a shit at PF Chang's a couple of days ago. Do I still have piss particles in my butthole? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't envy you on that aspect. <laughs> pooping, pooping, like. Korean barbecue is a surefire way to trigger um, duty within the next few hours. And Tool is not known for their brevity. You are going, all three of you are going to have to shit. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. The tool is not known for their brevity. Good point. Yeah, Maynard's going to be like, all right, here's uh, 25 minutes of base noodling. <laughs> oh, I got to go shit. Yeah, we turned the seven-minute song into a 35-minute epic. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully here's, no one had Korean barbecue out there because we're really riffing here. Here's a, here's a children's co- chorus on the bongos. They're going to take the stage for the next 45 minutes. Then we're going to play Undertow. Quick question. When's the last concert you've been to? Has it been, pre-co- has it been pre-COVID or have you went since? I have I'm not. Sure I, about it. Ironically enough, the last concert I saw in 2019 was Cattle Decapitation on... <laughs> On their Bring Back the Plague tour. Sure, yeah. Who can miss that one? Yeah. And then a plague came back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, cattle, what is it? A cattle graveyard? What did you just say? Cattle decapitation. Cattle decapitation. Yeah. Ushering in the fucking 2020 pandemic. Wow. That is yep. some powerful rock music. I really wish I went to that concert with you. Yeah, because they put out an album called Death Atlas, and one of their first singles was a song called Bring Back the Plague. So, Cattle Decapitation, they're like a vegan grindcore band, and all of, all of their songs are anti-human, killing the human race, um, human genocide. So, they got to be stoked right now. Can we get them the Zoom link and ask them how they feel about the pandemic? Sure. They got to be like, yeah, thinning that herd. Everyone gets this close to like agreeing with that take, right? Like it was a former, uh, a famous Bill Burr bit that he did in like three different stand-up specials where he's just like, we need a plague. We need a plague. We need to thin out the herd, right? Got yeah. these death, these uh, death metal bands saying that now that we're here, how do we feel? How do we feel guys? Cause you know, I never want to lock down anything. I, I say we still, we should have, we should have never shut this shit down. So I wonder if they, well, not Bill Burr, but the the death metal band, uh, cattle, cattle decapitation. Yeah. I wonder if they feel uh, how they feel about the pandemic. Yeah, I don't know. They did put out um, when quarantine hit. It might have even been for Bring Back the Plague. They put out a music video that they filmed in like isolation over Zoom, and they just splice it in with clips of people like beating the shit out of each other and. I, supermarket aisles fighting over toilet paper. I'm like, yeah, humanity. Are we sure we want to save this? That is a fucking cool music video. Damn it. Cattle decapitation. Those motherfuckers are on point. Fair enough. Do you have a concert in the near future you're trying to check out? No, in all honesty, Black Dahlia Murder did. Are you, still, are you, are you sketched out still? No. I, I mean, right now I've got, I got that fucking super immunity going. But I mean, I was I did want to go see Black Dahlia Murder when they came through a few months ago, but I I slept on the tickets and it sold out really quick. The uh, Raekwon, Jizza and Ghostface show got rescheduled for March 19th. So I've got that coming up. And I'm going to see seven seconds in Circle Jerks in April. (laughs) Oi, oi, oi. Shuddy boy knows the lyrics. I actually do have tickets for a concert that I've had for a couple years now. And it's now 
the current postponed date is September of 2022. And that is Rammstein. Oh, Duhas. Yeah. Duhas Mesh. <laughs> yep. Listen, the scene they have in Triple X is amazing. Oh, yeah. They did. Uh, that was when that was Firefly. Fire, Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that means open fire or free fire or something like that. Yeah, that's a sick song. Lots of flamethrowers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's the lead singer of Rammstein does this one song where he, I think he like comes up from a platform from the floor, like underneath the stage, and he's wearing this big metal suit and he is on fire for the entire song. It's uh, fucking it's sick. Open fire or fire at will. Okay, yeah. That song rules. Oh, all right, let's see what else is on the docket. Um, we saw oh. some shit, right? Yeah, yes. I was gonna say, can me and you gangbang or a spit roaster review? Did you did you check out Screen this weekend or no? I didn't. So I've right. I've what did, what I've, did you say? I, I had to like. Um, clean out i've been trying to just be start the new year off being productive and handle adult shit and i had to clean out my storage unit because these motherfuckers jacked the price up so high that i was like all right you found my breaking point suck a fat dick public storage i am getting all my shit out of here so now my apartment is littered with shit i kind of look like a hoarder right now so i gotta i'm working on selling a whole bunch of this shit that was in there I almost got killed taking an old tube TV out of, out of my second story storage unit, carrying this like hundred pound TV down this sketchy metal ladder with handrails on it. Why are you holding on to a fucking tube television? Okay, so remember when you, we used it, to go? You you are you are legitimately hoarding at this point. You <laughs> are a ho- you are hoarding. You're a hoarder. The TV's Just history. Because- I took I took the TV to an electronics yard to recycle it, so it's gone. But but why was it in the storage unit? So I bought that TV in, in two thousand and three, and it was before they had like the big plasma flat screen. So I felt like a fucking baller buying this thing. And the whole reason I was holding on to it is because when we used to go to parties at Dom and Bon Bon's apartment, and you know, he had the, the main living room TV, and then off to the side of the kitchen, he had that old TV with, like, a Sega Genesis and a Nintendo oh, hooked up to it. he still has that. He still has that set up. I'm so jealous. Th- that is why I had it, because I was like, at some point, I know in life, I will probably have a place where I can set that up and have a retro gaming station. And now, I'm the cusp of 40, and I still don't fucking have that. I gave up. I was like, nope. This is this is where my life has peaked financially. I will live is, in a one bedroom apartment until I die. Or is that you know that Rent Ram won't allow you to have a vintage video game area? Yeah, I was going to say, do we have a? Uh, is she like Catherine Keener and Forty Year Old Virgin, where she's making you sell all your toys? Well, not really making you, but definitely nudging. Implying it, yeah, implying. Yeah. I will say she would love to, and. <laughs> In all honesty, it's it's happening willfully, not by her pushing, because it is. I mean, when you read comics as long as I have, and you go to the comic shop every fucking week, and you have a pull list, it piles up, and it's fucking ridiculous. So I am selling 
a lot of my short boxes to make room. And I actually found some shit in my storage unit. Like, dude, I had a stack of PlayStation 2 and GameCube games. What? And I looked a couple of them up on eBay. People are still actively bidding on GameCube games, and they're selling for like over a hundred bucks, like opened and used. So I'm selling, I'm fucking selling those. Uh, I found, I just found like all this old shit, and I'm like, wow, some of this stuff is actually like, I can flip it on eBay. So I don't have that monthly charge anymore, that bullshit fucking storage unit that they were ripping me off on, and I'm going to sell all the shit in there. Uh, so hopefully I'll have a little bit more cash and uh, a little bit more room. But yeah, that's why, man, what a fucking long explanation for why I didn't go see Scream. And <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm fascinated that you actually have a storage unit on top of your 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 the place that you live. Well, shut like, I've always wondered just how much shit you actually have, and apparently it exceeds your actual living space. I had Guitar Hero equipment in there. Like the fucking Guitar Hero drum set. There was there's a Mortal Kombat arcade stick that you set across your lap, so it's joystick and buttons. From Mortal Kombat Ten, I think so. Might even be before that. It's from it's for the Xbox 360. I got that motherfucker taking up space. Yeah, that was Xbox. That was. uh, I remember Dom has them. Yeah, had them for the 360. Yeah, so I got to find a way to get rid of that. Did you bring rent rent? No. It's Mortal Kombat no. branded. It's got to be worth something. Let's it see. is, but I mean, it's big and it's still in the original box and it's kind of heavy. So selling that thing on eBay and then shipping it is going to be a fucking nightmare. So maybe I can list it online somewhere and see if somebody wants locally wants to buy it. But like, yeah, I mean, I did not want rent rent seeing that storage unit because it was embarrassing. There's like a lot of movies in there too and there was... There was like some some boxes and stuff. I found like old Riley Martin stuff that I had from my Stern Show days. Uh, what what else was fucking in there? A hundred to a hundred and fifty bucks with twenty five bucks shipping is what they're selling for on eBay right now. Yeah, so I might be able to flip that son of a bitch. Uh, so oh, you dude, and Shuddy Boy located most of the stuff back to your apartment. And you're just like thinking about how to sell it or what to do with it from here. Yeah, I mean a lot of stuff got thrown out immediately. But the unit's empty. Um, I got all the shit out of there. No more monthly charges. And uh, there were two giant plastic tub containers of old Slow Children shirts, Shuddy. Really? Yeah. Which ones? The black and yellow or the red and white? Both. Really? Yes. And there Did was you a save lot. I saved a couple, but the rest are in a big trash bag. And I'm just going to take them to like a do- donation bin. And the people there can decide whether it's appropriate to give those to people in need. Why don't we? Why, why don't we sell them? Because that's why I have two Tupperware boxes full of them. Nobody wanted them. Yeah, but we're we're in a lot different place now than when you made those shirts. Maybe the Illuminati. <laughs> nah. Maybe some he of the Illuminati would like some of the. Uh, I would like. Uh, I would like some of them. I would. Like oh, we just send them. a couple. To, we'll send one to Ginger and Voice of God, Mike, and we'll just call it even. We'll just call it a day. I don't think at this day and age you can really go out in public wearing a slow children's shirt. I was this close to asking if I could get one because I would 100% rock it. I, I mean, <laughs> even back in the day when I would wear it out in public, I would get dirty. I would get dirty looks. And that was when you could say things like, yeah, the R word and the F word and the 
H word and the all the words. I think you just spell them out instead. I think I think that would be a better <laughs> way to go about it. So yeah, to get back to Scream, Retra also not a fan of movies oh, yeah. where people get stabbed. So she was also a hard pass on Scream, and I spent the weekend with her. So yeah, I I am gonna try and see it during the week this week, but. I heard it was really good. I heard it had great kills, and I'm really itching to see it because I've seen all the Scream movies. I think the first one's a fucking beast of a movie. Um, the first one's a Clark classic. Five Dicker, unanimous across the, the three Clarks. I'd say it's a Kevin Kraft classic. Oh, shit. Wow. He did That's it. Huge. He did That's it. Huge. He committed wow. to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he outed it as a, a Kevin Kraft classic. Yeah, as major. Classic is spelled with a C, you son of a bitch. No. How dare you? How fucking What a big dare moment you. in MSPH history. Um I didn't I didn't I don't know. I, I it's it's really tough to even grade this because it had so much potential, the new screen movie. Oh no. And it lived up to the potential in a lot of ways. Oh no, am I getting am I am I it, it, you powered I, through. I feel you powered through. Okay. All right. Sorry. So it's it's a hard movie to actually grade and review. It had so much potential, and I think it lived up to it in certain ways. Like the kills were fucking gruesome and like like really really creepy and scary. And that's what I want. Well hear. done. Sometimes that's even, enough to get me across the finish line. Guys, Jeff, keep going. Emergency poop. Oh, oh no. Shit. Well, he'll be back in like twenty five seconds. Um, but some of the dialogue was really, really corny, like absurdly corny. It's hard to knock like the the plot or anything because it was, I mean, you knew what you were getting type thing and it executed on how I expected it to or, or operated how I expected it to. They did um, like bring in a new terminology for, for horror movies. They call them or just like reboots. They call them requels. Have you ever? Okay, I, I have think, not heard that, but that so makes sense. I, yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense how they explain it. Although they did it very in like a fa- fucking fast, like Sorkin-y way, but um, it's just like how a reboot is inefficient in so many ways. So you got to do a requel, and they explain kind of what a requel means. And so there were like similar like themes and styles as every other screen movie, where they understand it's like almost like a spoof. Right. Uh, but again, the kills were sick. The I knew who one of the killers was immediately. I think, and my brother said he figured it out in like the first quarter of the movie. And I'm not nearly as quick as most people, that type of shit. So I'm assuming, Shuddy, you'd figure it out almost as quickly as my brother, if not quicker. You know, so it wasn't that like, I don't know, it wasn't like that good of like a, a murder, I guess, mystery, or there was there wasn't a lot of like, mystery or intrigue to who the killer was i thought but i don't know the kills and like the 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 kills enough were, were good enough to where they push this to like a a three okay but i can't really go any harder than that to be honest like the stuff with courtney cox was just terrible all all the courtney cox stuff was bad nev campbell for the most part sucked um, I mean, she didn't suck just like her character. Like, like you know, it, they're doing the requel. They're doing the scream thing. So they got to bring all these people back when they just probably shouldn't have. They probably shouldn't have brought back anyone. The only person that would have made sense would have been Dewey because he's the local sheriff, right? right? Like, 
Sydney left because, you know, her family got murdered and her friends got murdered. She doesn't want to live in that town anymore. Makes perfect sense. Bring her back there is what, you know, where I got lost. What's her face? Courtney Cox's character is a national newswoman. She's not going to live in fucking shit. Well, ass she's married Washington. to Dewey, isn't she? Well, they split up in the movie and that's okay. how like they went separate ways and then came back together. And just all of that was, was just terrible, like real bad. But again, to kind of wrap this up, uh, the kills were fucking sick. My official score, I think, is I'll give it I'll give it a three two five. I talked myself into an extra quarter of a dick here, but I'll give it a three two five just because like some of the dialogue was pretty cringy. But my brothers are much more into horror movies than I am, and, and I think they liked it a little more. And uh, I'm interested in what at least Kevin's review is going to be. I don't I don't know if you're going to go see it. Freddy. I don't plan on going to see it. That's probably something I'll watch once it hits streaming services. Oh, well, all right, we'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to check it out. The the um, kills were fucking nuts. Like like the 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 stabbing of the stab kills were just like whoa. Like it was pretty. It was like kind of not shocking, but it was like oh fuck, this is gory. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have to go see that one alone now. Um, well, did you end up going to the theater in any way? No, no, we, we just watch stuff. We just watch streaming stuff this weekend. Um, what do you have to review? Well, I, I think Shuddy and I watched all three available episodes of Peacemaker. Yes, sir. We sure did. Shout out to MSPH alum, James Gunn. Yeah. My brother told me about this recently and said that it's getting just sick reviews and everyone loves it. Yeah. It's- I co-sign it. This it was it's oh. it's so much fun. It is John Cena is a shining light. <laughs> like uh, the the best part, what I think at least He's gonna make it in this business. Like at least first episode wise, uh, the, the tone shifted just slightly for episode two and three. But episode one, you could tell like because this you know, was James Gunn did this for fun during the quarantine and wasn't actively pitching a show. Like he just wrote it for fun and organically it turned into this. And you could just tell it was, he was having so much fucking fun writing it in that first episode. It was, all three episodes were bonkers in perfect James Gunn fashion. So I've only seen the trailer of it. Is it like a superhero with like roommates and like, like a group of friends? No, the, he, they're all um, two out of the four of his teammates are from the uh, most recent Suicide Squad movie. Oh, okay. Never mind. So they're his, his backup team. Like he's part of their crew. And he is sort of like a broke dick superhero. Anti-hero, I guess you could say. Broke dick, is that what you said? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is, that, is that like industry terminology, or did you just make that up on the fly? I don't know where I heard that, but yeah, that's pretty that's, good. I, I can't I can't take credit for that, but um, I I enjoyed it. I mean, there's definitely some stuff. I mean, it's it's fucking swinging for the bleachers constantly. And it, it really is. It it, it doesn't over it, the top. It doesn't connect with all of them. Like sometimes it's just like overly silly and dirty, like 
for too much for its own good. But it's it's definitely what. I was going to say, are you talking like profanity, jokes, or like violence? Um, I'd say like the, the profanity and the silliness. Like sometimes it's just so silly it like crosses the threshold and it's like, okay, what am I, what am I even watching right now? But for the most right. part, it's, I mean, even when like the jokes don't fully land, it's still, like Shuddy said, it's very, very fun. Um, I mean, I sold Rent Rent on it because she actually liked Suicide Squad more, even more than I did. Um, but when I told her that it was the John Cena spinoff, she was like, yeah, I wasn't really into that character, but she's like, yeah, well, let's throw in the first episode. And we watched all three in one sitting and it's, it's definitely super violent. It's definitely charged up infantile. Lots of boobies. Balls to the wall, boobs, porking, uh, and peacemaker, endless yeah. sex Titty. jokes. Yeah. Oh, lots of. Lots of titties. I mean, at least Say from no what more. I've seen, Say less. two two pairs. It's it's like it's very hair metal themed. So all the music in it is like hair metal, like eighties styled hair metal. It's it's so fucking goofy. Great titty drop. A fucking pet eagle. Yeah, he's a pet eagle. Named God, that's fucking awesome. Robert <laughs> Patrick plays his racist white supremacist dad. The T one thousand. I, I everything you're saying just has given me a boner right now. I don't. This is wonderful. What did Rent Rent think of the theme song and opening title like oh, number? I thought it was great. She was like, "This is fucking ridiculous." <laughs> I the the opening title is great. I will not skip that for the entire series. I know that's why James Gunn actively went out of his way to make it that silly, because. I don't think he's a big fan of that skip intro button. I'm actually not either. Yeah. I prefer not to skip the intro. Unless the intros are... Up. Sometimes intros go on for way too long. But for the most part, I mean, most... I mean, the only time I, I do I'll, I do it when I'm binge-watching a bunch of episodes back-to-back. I don't need to sit through the intro every time. I think the only show, one of the, excuse me, not only, I guess there's a, many exceptions to the rule, but the most acceptable show to skip intro on is The Office. I get that, right? Well, no one like, needs to hear that again. Boardwalk Empire, I'm watching again from the beginning, and I skip that one almost every single time. That's a solid because, intro. Because, it, but it's a minute and a half long. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not skipping a 20 second intro, it's a minute and a half long. This is nothing that the two of you have to deal with, but anime is very big on their insanely long intros, and I definitely skip all those. But this this one is a delight. Like the the dance that everybody it's like a whole dance routine done to and I looked that band up. So they're like a Norwegian band that formed in two thousand and one. So it's not like an eighties band, even though it sounds like eighties music. I guess they're like a throwback hmm. band, but I don't know. I appreciated the fuck out of it. I'm I'm curious to see where this goes. There, it's it's ta- it's being taken. The story goes in some interesting directions. Uh, it's it's a blast. I'm I'm in. I'm in on Peacemaker. So am I. Yeah, and we'll we'll so check. The idea. We're giving we're giving everyone proper notice. I'm gonna catch up, and then we're gonna review at the end of the season. You said there's there's eight episodes. Yeah. All right. Cool. We're going to gangbang this at the end of the season. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait. 
Um, I watched two movies on Netflix. Neither of them were all that great. So I have yet to see a movie that came out in 2022. And I saw this thing featured on Netflix called The House. Not to be mistaken with the Amy Poehler, Will Ferrell movie where they open a casino in their house. This is a stop-motion animation movie that's three different stories. And when we started it, the first one was really fucking weird. So all these characters in, in the first sort of story have these big felt heads and these tiny little faces in them. And it's so fucking unsettling and weird and creepy. And they almost like... Uh, have you ever seen those sacks of spider eggs? Those like thick, white, webbed up spider egg things? No. Oh. I get it. No. Well, that's what all the, all the people in this look like they're made out of. They look like they're made out of spider egg sacks. They're just like soft, fuzzy felt. And it's it's almost like a weird, creepy, haunted house deal with the devil thing. That first one was so sick. We we were both it played out like a like a bad dream. Like all this stuff is happening, but it doesn't really make sense and it's all really unsettling and creepy and spooky. And I was like, Oh, this is fucking great. I'm so in. And then the next two, uh, they kind of blew. They were they're they're all done by different directors, so all three stories are done by different people and they're done in different sort of animation styles. The second one the main character is a fucking talking rat who's hosting an open house on some London estate that he fixed up. And then the second one is a cat that has an apartment and the, like the world is heavily flooded and none of her tenants pay her actual money and rent and she's bummed out about it. Like, I don't know how they started with something so cool and then just went into sort of silly, wacky nonsense that I didn't really give a shit about that, you know, oh man, it's a fucking deep metaphor for, for like this shit. Yeah, I pulled up the IMDb profile of this this show, and I'm just looking at the screenshots. It's definitely not something I would be into. I'm, I'm assuming. No way. Won't give it a shot. No, this is not. Did you watch this one with Ram Ram? Yes. Does she think it was? She does was, she agree with your take or your uh, your review? Yeah, she was pretty much on board with me. She like the first one was great. Next two were were pretty lame. I think she liked the third one, the the, the cat that had a, an apartment in a flooded world. She kind of dug that one, but I don't know. It was they were all kind of nonsense, but the first one just felt like a bad dream. Like nothing that really happens in dreams makes all that much sense, but you're still kind of off put by it. So I let that shit slide with that one. But the other two were just kind of ridiculous. There was didn't seem to be much of a point to them. And uh, yeah, didn't 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 land with me. So that one's like a two. I'll suck two point seven five spider egg dicks. And then the, has there ever been a show or like a streaming? Yeah, like a streaming series that you and Rant Rant have watched, and she's like aborted, and you've kept it going, or vice versa. A series. Yeah, like where you guys watch something, she was super into it, you were super not, or the opposite. Not off the top it feels of my like head. You guys, you guys connect on most of these things or agree on most of these things. I'm looking for some beef. Everyone likes a little controversy. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to dig deep and find one, but I mean, we tend to watch more movies than we do series. 
Um, and a lot of times if we start a series and it sucks ass, we, we both bail. Yeah. Um, fair enough. But then we, then we put on, I don't know if you've seen the billboards for this or seen it featured on Netflix, but this movie called the lost daughter with Olivia Coleman and, uh, that, that, that girl from 50 shades of gray. Dakota Fanning. No, Dakota Johnson. Dakota- Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah. Very was hard. She was she naked in Fifty Shades of Grey? I think so. You have to ask Shruddy. He's the he's the expert. <laughs> Very uh, hard. No, I don't believe she was. Really? Uh, and and as an expert, I only saw it once. So I don't make love. I, I fuck. Fuck. Very hard. I'm gonna, stupid line. <laughs> I'm gonna look her up. She's a minx. And she was she kind of played like a a trashy, I don't know, New York, New Jersey chick in this one. And I don't know, that was kind of nice. She did have her her bum bum hanging out in her bathing suit. But it's basically so we both went into it cold and we were like, you know what? Let's just not look what this is about. Let's just put it on and watch it. And I hit the I hit the button to see how far into it we were, and we were 25 minutes in, and I'm like, yeah, I still have no idea what this movie's about. And we just kept expecting, like, it was sort of built up. We, we did watch a, a quick preview for it, but it was the, the Netflix one where they just show you a scene. It's not like a chopped-up trailer. And it seemed like there was something sinister happening, or there was some deep, dark secret, or there was going to be a twist, or some big event and it just never fucking happened. And the scenes just dragged on and on. I'm like, ah, man, I really don't give a flying fuck. And when we got, <laughs> it's a two hour movie. And when we hit the 90 minute mark, I was like, I give up. I'm looking, I'm going on letterbox D and I'm looking at what, what they, what the fucking blurb is they put for this movie. Cause I can't take this anymore. And the blurb pretty much said exactly what was going on. I'll, I'll read it for you. It says, a woman's seaside vacation takes a dark turn when her obsession with a young mother forces her to confront secrets from her past. Sounds kind of intriguing, but she's not obsessed with a young mother in it. It's she she goes on a vacation in Greece by herself, Olivia Coleman, and she's like a professor, so she's doing some work while she's on the beach, and then this big loud family comes in and sort of just invades her her quiet little getaway and they're like really annoying. And then stuff keeps happening with the mom that's played by uh, Dakota Johnson. And it's just a series of things that happen. And then you get flashbacks to when Olivia Coleman was younger and a, and a mom to two daughters. And the daughters were really fucking annoying. And she, like, couldn't stand being a mom. And that's basically what the whole movie is about. It just, it just explores the area of women who have kids and then regret it and hate being a mom. And it just was not a very interesting movie. There's a big market for that, though. Probably. I bet my mom would like it. She's <laughs> like, oh, I, I fucking definitely relate to this. Motherhood sucked. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I don't know. I saw some people giving it good reviews. Some some stuff was like lukewarm, and it did not land with me. It, it, there was... Ed Harris was in it. There was talented actors, and they all did their job very well, but the story just was kind of fucking boring. And I kept thinking something was going to happen. There was going to be some twist, some reveal, 
and nothing, nothing really all that interesting happened. So I can't in good conscience suck more than two and a half Olivia Coleman dicks. All We're right. gonna have to the next hangout, in person hangout we do. Maybe not next. Actually, yeah, probably next at this rate. Opening night, Jackass Forever. We gotta, we gotta hang, we gotta hang out. Me, you, my brothers, probably get Paul involved, do some Korean barbecue, and then commemorate the night with some Jackass Forever. I, you're you're going opening night, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely right. If we could go, if we could do like a Thursday night opening, I would. I want, Here like, we go. Wait, Here we go. Oh, what you don't want to see it the actual night it opens? You want to go the next day? I actually did plan on going Thursday. I just want to give you shit because this is clearly rant rant related. Well, yeah, she does clear. She does have zero interest in seeing Jackass. Wait, what? Yeah. Come on, get. Dude, that stuff doesn't. That Get stuff does not land with chicks. That's a guy thing. Dudes oh. are into jackass. Most chicks find it very infantile and stupid, especially at our age. Mo- every, everyone finds it infantile and stupid. It is, but it's fucking awesome. Look, you're preaching to the choir. I get it. I just a lot of the girls I've known in my life. Just talk about the slow children T-shirts, right? Like you are absolutely preaching to the choir. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> we, I also I'm talking to the same guy who was forced to go to a fucking sound bath. He can't get rent ready to go to Jackass forever. Look, I who's who's I, wearing the pants in this relationship? Get some fucking balls. I I pick and choose where I call in my moments and dragging rent ready to see Jackass is she what do we get out of that? I don't know. Maybe uh maybe it's what she gets out of it. She gets to meet a couple of the more of the bros. Get some Korean barbecue, and maybe she finds out that Jackass is actually a guilty pleasure, and it's something that we all kind of need to watch. It came out; the last one came out eleven years ago. It's not like they do these very often. Look, we will we will enjoy ourselves even without Rent Red being there. It's okay. Fair enough. It's okay, Jeff. You know what, guys? Night out. I, I'm. I feel better about it already. Yeah. Let's do that. It's guys more like out. it's more like a GNO. Let's get some coke. We'll go to a strip club. Let's, yeah. All right. You know what? No, right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, I saw a film. Oh, what'd you see? I watched Lone Wolf and Cub: Sword of Vengeance. Fuck yeah! I love the Lone Wolf and Cub movies. I, um, Mark and I had a conversation about it because he went and saw Shogun Assassin at a local theater. Oh, yeah, that's the one that kind of, like, is a mishmash of different pieces of, of the six movies, I think, right? It's No, it's the first two movies, but it only has, like, 12 minutes of the first movie. And so then it's just a mashup of the second one? Correct. Yeah. Uh, which, watching the Lone Wolf and Cub movie, I realized I knew most... I knew the basic premise of the plot because... Jizza samples a lot of Shogun Assassin on liquid swords. <laughs> Stuff was happening in the movie and I was reading it in subtitle and I was like, I know what's happening here. <laughs> and I, like, like there was a, a thing that I did not understand and it was so out of context uh, on just the RZA album when uh, he made the baby choose between the board and the, the ball and the sword. 
Oh yeah. Like when that scene came up, I'm like, Oh, that's where this is from. Uh, it was great. Uh, I watched it with subtitles. Had I know no you problem. hate that. I, I'm apparently in my old age. I'm in, I'm growing to enjoy it. Uh, because I did fall asleep, but that's because I started it very late and I was super high. Uh, so I went back to it immediately when I woke up the next morning. Um, super violent. I could not believe that the opening scene of the movie before Ooh, the it, title card. Yeah, it's heavy. He's, he's helping a toddler emperor commit seppuku like <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking brutal savage and that little kid that little kid is just fucking emotionless and adorable as hell yeah so adorable and then he cuts his stomach open and that guy chops his head off <laughs> like what the fuck yeah so yeah and it's a very it, it, it it's nuts super violent great fight choreography yeah it's like um, um it's it, it's like uh Kill Bill almost like where when he severs limbs, it's just buckets of blood shooting out of the severed limb and it's neon red. So you see all of it. It was, there was also a lot of nudity in it. Yeah. That was, I was not expecting that, but then one of the very, you know, second or third scene is some random woman running up and grabbing cub and breastfeeding him. Yeah. Like like, it's nuts. I cannot wait to watch the second one. I might actually watch it tonight. Yeah. And they're not long movies. They're not long movies. All six of them are on HBO max, I believe. Yeah. And Shogun assassin is on criterion channel. Do you get criterion channel? I don't. Yeah. But I might try it out because I, I was thinking I'd watch the first Lone Wolf and Cub, then watch uh, Baby Cart at the River Sticks, and then watch Shogun Assassin. Oh, to see how the two of them got mashed together? Because, yeah, and Mark says that he really enjoys Shogun Assassin because it has a very 80s synth score. Oh, I like those. Um, and one of the only problem I had with Lone Wolf and Cub sort of vengeance is in some of those fight sequences, there is no sound until you occasionally get a sword slashing sound. But there's like no like footstep sounds of them running around. So I think having maybe some music to fill that void like that's where I my mind would start to wander when there would be no sound on on the yeah coming. I think in Japanese movies they they that was like right before they started going in big with foley like sound effects and stuff. But um, I mean those are sick and there's six of them. I've seen all six and they're dope and they're super violent and they're they're pretty fucked up. And uh, the the guy who plays the lone wolf. His little brother has his own samurai series called Zatoichi, and he's a blind masseuse samurai. And they made 26 of those motherfuckers. And how many have you seen? Three. So, like, they, they have, like, pretty much anybody who was, a, like, an old-school Japanese samurai movie star 
guest featured in one of the 26 movies. So like if you're I'm I'm huge into old Japanese movies and samurai movies, so like I've looked through the cast list on all of them and there's there's always somebody I recognize. I'm like, "Oh, that guy's a fucking G. I want to watch this." Do you prefer samurai movies or like kung fu movies? <sighs> I mean, in this point in time, I'm more into samurai movies cuz I I started watching them last year. I, I found a couple on HBO Max, and I was like, whoa, these are fucking dope. And I watched all the ones that are available on HBO Max. And then I signed up for a year of Criterion and then like cut it off so it won't auto-renew. And I've just been blowing through tons and tons of samurai movies and like classic Japanese flicks on Criterion because they have, they have a fuckload of them. Like super, super obscure ones, too. Um and I think the guy who plays Lone Wolf is in the second Zatoichi movie. And Thomas Saburo Wakayama? Yeah. I don't know what that fucking accent over the O means. So that's... Yeah, me neither. It's kind of funny. The guy that plays Zatoichi kind of reminds me of Seek for some reason. Uh, the guy who, was, who plays Lone Wolf was in Black Rain with Michael Douglas. Oh yeah, yeah. I've actually never seen that, but I kind of want to. I've never seen it all either. Just because that guy's in it. But yeah, Shuddy, if you if you want a list of some samurai movies, I can hook you up. I I think you know. Let's see how these six go. But I don't see why I wouldn't want to watch more after it. Like I, I just have to not be sleepy. They must have filmed these all like in a row, nonstop, because. That little kid doesn't age. He looks no different from the first one than he does in the sixth one. The release date on all of them is 1972. Uh, The first four are 72, five is 73, six is 74. All right, that checks out. So, yeah, I mean, a bunch of them they did probably just record right back to back. Man, that some of the I don't know if it's happened in the first one, but some of those movies that the the cart that that kid little kid gets pushed around in is full of like booby traps and like hidden blades and shit. So he'll just like wheel that little kid down a hill towards a bunch of bad guys, and the kid will hit a button, and then blades will come out of the cart and just chop everybody up in front of him. Just send fucking limbs and blood flying all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, the the I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, they're dope. Uh all right, well, uh, I I promised it last week and we're going to get into it. We've been neglecting people for way too long on the phone lines. So let's check in with the Puminati for some voicemails. Yay! On time. Yeah. Let's see what our friends have to say. Uh, come on. Load, damn you. Load, I said. They might ah. not be friendly. They might not. Oh, it's frozen. What is going on? Here we go. Work. Please work. Damn it! Is my internet fucking this up, too? Yes, Jeff's fault. <laughs> I can fall on the sword here. What's up, guys? This is Chad, a.k.a. Flying Hamsters. Uh, just wanted to call in and say, uh, Jeff, thanks for the, the name compliment, but I have to uh, direct this towards you. You said that you aren't a fan of Westerns. 
and that the only one that you've seen is 310 to Yuma. Well, I know why you're not a fan of Westerns, and that's because you haven't watched Tombstone. If you have, well, fuck you for saying that. But if you haven't, man, that you're, you're going to change your mind at least on that one, because let me tell you, that is one of the best movies ever made, if not, you know, the best Western for sure. I mean, the acting by Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer, the direction by Kurt Russell, because he ended up having to direct the movie itself, like, it's a fantastic movie. So please, Jeff, watch that movie, report back, please, for, for, for the show. And Jeff, or I mean, Kevin and Shuddy, I'm disappointed that you guys didn't mention it. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Well, Flying Hamster, I will watch that movie for you since you asked so nicely um, and you have such a sweet nickname. Um, and I love Kurt Russell. I was actually going to ask Dom if if he wanted to do a Kurt Russell movie on what the fuck did we just watch? Or did I just watch, excuse me, do Tango and Cash? But I don't know if that was low bar enough for, for your guys' production. I mean, I would absolutely enjoy watching Tango and Cash. I don't think that's a bad movie, though, but we can definitely do it. Fair enough. Yeah, it might we, not be we, bad We just enough. did Barbed Wire. Uh, the next one, I don't even remember the name of the next one. I even picked it. It's a John Stamos spy movie from 1986. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we were... Pre-Full pre House, John no, Stamos? Wow. Uh, we were... The reason it came up is we were, you know, after Bob Saget passed, we were talking about Full House and then I looked something up and then I was on John Stamos Wikipedia page and the and then I went to IMDB or something and it direct I found it's called where the fuck is that text message with Don? Oh, here it is. Uh, it's called I Never to Take Me to Hospital. Never Too Young to Die. From 1986, he plays, uh, his dad is a spy, played by George Lazenby. Wow. Who gets either kidnapped or murked by the villain, who is a hermaphrodite, played by Gene Simmons. Yes, this came up on the Ella show somewhat recently. Uh, So that's been Tom's content. That's the next one that we're going to do. And then we're going to do that's New York my... Ninja. Next oh, nice. That. He, uh, I knew he was going to be so excited about that. When he came over for that farce of an Eagles game yesterday, he, uh, he brought it over to show me and was so excited. Yeah, I got, um, I like Sorry. to give Dom a little, a little gift once a year for all he does for for the Puminati and MSPH, and I got him this movie called New York Ninja. That was, I guess, this Chinese actor was really big and making a lot of kung fu and ninja movies, and he wanted to do his first American action movie. And they filmed it in New York, and they shot the whole thing, and then it got it got abandoned or something. They like gave up on it, so it never got released. It was shot in the eighties. And this film company, I think called they're called like Vinegar Syndrome, they got the rights to it, and they restored all the frames to it, but apparently all the audio got lost. So they shot everything, but all the sound they recorded is history. So they had to hire actors to re-record all the dialogue. 
and they got, I think, a lot of 80s actors to do it. And it finally just got released for the first time. And when I found out about that, I was like, oh my God, that just has Dom written all over it. And then after I ordered it and sent it to Dom, I texted Shuddy and I was like, fuck, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I said to him, <laughs> what did I do, do to deserve this? <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit, Dom's gonna probably going to make Shuddy watch this and he's going to be all pissed. Did you taunt Dom uh, at, when you guys gathered for the Eagles game with little pigs in the blanket? Oh, we had pigs in a blanket for sure. And <laughs> as soon as he started eating, you make one, sure he wore a helmet I, while he was eating. I them? fucking, I sat there and I just stared at him <laughs> to make sure he didn't. <laughs> make sure you chew the whole pig in the blanket. Chew it up real good. You should have fucking baby birded him. <laughs> oh. Hey, if, if Dom loses the next Oscars bet. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of, Arts did suggest a punishment if we do Oscar bets again where the loser has to learn and film film themselves doing the choreography of the intro to Peacemaker. Not bad. But, (laughs) Jeff yawns. Sorry, I've been up since like 5 a.m. He also can't respond to that because he doesn't know. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, I still got to watch that. All right, we'll move on. Here is the next voicemail. I will watch Tombstone. Hey, Matt. Flying uh, hamsters. Hour. Uh, Canada Ken calling. Uh, thanks for the <laughs> nickname. I appreciate that. Uh, that was my first time calling in anywhere, and uh, it seems like it went over pretty good. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Kevin, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that you're going through a crap time with your family. Um, I am glad that I can make you laugh right after you talked about that, though. Um I don't really have any follow-up stories. I just heard myself on there today and heard your guys' reaction and just wanted to call in and say I was sorry to hear what you're going through, but I was uh, just glad I could pull you out of it pretty quickly. Um, I do have a quick story for you. Uh, this is going back to uh, when you guys, sorry, not Shuddy Boy and Jeff, uh, just Kevin, uh, when you guys were on uh, Sirius XM and the Juice Nella show, uh, I was listening to you guys while delivering mail and a massive Rottweiler came running out of a, the back of a car at me. Uh, the owner didn't grab it, and it chased after me. It was, I don't know, weights of dogs. It was 100 to 130 pounds, we'll say. Uh, just huge. Chased me into the road. Uh, I fought the thing off. But the funny thing is, every single time that dog jumped at me and tried to bite at me, everyone in the studio, you, uh, Jake Mellis, you guys would just scream, Oh! Oh, and it was every single time that dog was jumping and biting at me. Uh, so, it, I mean, it was a terrifying moment, but uh, afterwards wow. it kind of gave me a little chuckle and took the edge off. So uh, I, I thank you guys for, for that. And again, thanks to, for making my day nice. Uh, good to hear some, some good comedy and down-to-earth people talking. So, uh, yeah, keep up the great work. And uh, I'll call back with uh, something funny for you guys next time. Bye-bye. I mean, I feel like a dickhead Canada can, but I don't remember that. That sounds fucking crazy. It does sound funny, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm conf- I got a little lost in his explanation. Is he explaining you, Jason Ellis, reacting to a video of him getting attacked by a dog? Yeah. Holy shit. I kind of want to see that. Yeah, me too. That sounds crazy. 
Uh, yeah. Well, oh, is he like in gear? Like it was like one of those things where you know you're training a canine, uh, cop canine. Or no, whatever. he said he was on his mail route or something, and a, a dog got off the leash and chased him. Damn. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry that happened to you, Canada Ken. Fuck that dog, dude. Yeah, that dog sounds like a dickhead. A real asshole. Uh, here's another one. Mad scientist party hour. Look at my anus here. <laughs> I just got to thinking earlier this week. It's been about a year since I jumped on board after you know what happened. I went straight into the Patreon and became a Puminati as fast as I could because I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. And thinking about it, I put together a small list of my MSPH year in review. Oh. Just a few things okay. that I've noticed in my last 12 months of following you guys. In no particular order. Can we order, edit this out? Yeah, I'm about, I feel like I'm about to get trivial torched. pursuit champion. That's made, made clear pretty regularly. <laughs> Jeff is terrible at the letterbox D game. Kevin is most assuredly always going to be blue in every episode. Taco meat means chest hair, and I can't see any better way to explain it. Because of Shuddy, there's more He-Man action figures in Pennsylvania than Amish people. <laughs> Jeff has sucked a lot of hypothetical dicks. Yeah. You're always yeah. going to want to take the under on Neon Kevin Kraft. That is true. This is not a pro Christmas goulash podcast. <laughs> and no. thanks to Shuddy, we now have a pretty good grasp on the truth behind Kevin and his mom's intimate relationship. Jeff can neither tolerate nor pronounce cauliflower. Ruprix has a hammer dick. That is true. Jeff thinks he'll turn gay if he eats kumquat. And most <laughs> importantly, Alejandro is still a fucking pussy. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. Wait, isn't it? Does he mean uh, David Sanchez or what was his name? The guy Carlos who... Sanchez, or Carlos... was he talking about Alejandro from Crafter Jeff? Oh, from Jeff. Crafter Jeff. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he if he meant Alejandro from Crafter Jeff or Carlos Sanchez, who is the gatekeeper denying us from having a Wikipedia page. I don't know. I've spent a couple nights with you guys watching. Uh, the MSPH wrestling event. Nice. It's always been a blast. I burst out laughing in the middle of my office setting on a regular basis each week with my headphones on and probably look like a complete fool. But I tell you what, this is probably the best podcast I've ever found. Uh, definitely the most relatable. Mm. Fuck yeah. And uh, I think I speak for everybody in saying that it feels like a family. Um, when you guys, uh, are going through emotional hard times, it hits all of us the same because we all, uh, want to support you. Um, we really love what you guys are doing. Um, and I hope you guys keep, I know I'm late to the show and it's been 10 years, but, um, personally, selfishly, I hope it goes for another 10 more. Keep up the good work guys. Wow. No pussy shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Luke at my anus. Wow! And just finished under the three-minute cutoff of a voicemail at 
Two minutes and 59 seconds. What a pro. Glad you noted that because that's officially the best voicemail I think we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. That was the most positive feedback I've, we've, yeah. I, I personally have ever received. That is the longest uh, positive feedback voicemail we've ever gotten. Yeah, I started. I started the voicemail dreading what he was going to say, and I almost I ended it almost crying. I feel I feel great after that. I I feel like he just gave us a sound bath. <laughs> yeah, that's. Is that what a sound bath feels like? I was in a trance for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I very much dread the next voicemail. It can't <laughs> oh, no. possibly be that good. Well. Shout Probably out to you. Some sort of dick thrown at me. Shout out to you, Luke at my anus. Um, here's the next one. Oh God, I don't. Yeah, this is what a coin. Would you have to suck a dick? This is a coin flip, guys. Uh-oh. Yes, this is Satan, and I'm wondering if Shuddy's big nose would take this dick. Shuddy. I can see you. <laughs> what did what did Satan say? He if said, Shuddy knows what? It, apparently, I have a big nose, and if it can touch my dick, is apparently. Wait, what really? The question was yeah. I, that's what I heard. I mean, I'd say out of the three of us, I easily have the biggest nose. I feel like my nose is pretty chill. I don't know. Yeah, you got a chill nose. I have a fucking eagle beak. You get my profile. I could stab somebody with this thing. I think your your beak is pronounced, but I wouldn't say any one of the features is like enlarged. And Shuddy, I I I would not say you have a big nose at all. Yeah, but hey, Satan, he's the he's the Lord of Lies. Yeah, yeah. who's gonna take his fucking word? Yeah. I mean, when I turn to the side, my profile, I look like the PBS logo. Don't let Satan in your head, right? He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And you're the only one who heard that. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure if that's what he said. And it, what he meant was that your dick could probably touch your nose because that's so big. That's what he meant, Shuddy. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Satan, ladies and gentlemen. Satan. <laughs> Round of applause for Satan. Yeah. Of- <laughs> Thank you, Satan. Thank you. Time. All right, we got time for maybe one more. Mad Scientist Party Hour. What's up, my dude? So, hear me out on this. These days, there's a lot of you know, chatter about how to address people of ambiguous gender. Oh, boy. And it gets confusing. What have we done? None of us, well, most of us don't want to offend anybody. I certainly don't want to offend anyone. Sometimes it's hard to navigate pronouns. Is it they? Is it them? Is it Z? Is it we? I, I can't always tell. Sometimes I make a mistake. But this gave me a little idea for a sketch that I thought could be pretty funny. I'm not a comedy writer, so I'm not going to attempt to write this. But picture this. Tread lightly. There's a person gender neutrality is being discriminated at at work by a group of people. So they sue these people. So they're in the courtroom, and the way the sketch would go is 
the judge and the prosecuting attorney and the defending attorney would be in a discussion about the two parties, and mass confusion would ensue. It would be sort of a who's on first, but it would be with they and them, and so the, the judge would ultimately be completely confused and not know if they were talking about they, the one person, Bless or them, friend. the people Thank the you. one person was suing. And pretty soon, none of the attorneys nor the judge would have any idea who anybody was talking about. I just thought this could be a funny premise. Huh. So, uh, you know, someday, Kevin, if you ever write a movie that gets picked up, maybe you can slap that in there. <laughs> or maybe you guys can do a Patreon. Get but anyway, I thought that could be a funny little thing. Uh, have fun. I mean, I get what he's going for. Um, might need, I don't know, two or three years for the heat to die down a little bit on that topic, and maybe that could be approached. A gender-neutral who's on first. Uh, That's scandalous. But you're the writer here, so if anyone's got to take a stab at it, it's going to be you. Yeah, you know what? Incorporating your next movie. I appreciate the, uh, the freebie. But um, yeah, I might I might hold off on that for a little bit. But uh, hey, no such thing as a bad idea, right? Sure. Except you would back out of pronoun comedy, you pussy. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you to all the Puminati who called in. I see we still got a lot more to get to, so um, we'll keep chipping away at these. But thank you all, and thank you all for listening. Um, yeah. If, uh, if you have the time, please tell a friend, spread the word, help us grow. <clears throat> if there's any platform you can subscribe and review us on, please do so. It, it all helps. It all pushes the algorithm. We're way too filthy to get picked up by any algorithm, but, you know, some people power through. Yeah, unless you're related to Kevin Kraft, you probably shouldn't have even made it this far. Yeah, if, if you have, good good for you. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever you do. All of your other family members that they should listen if you're related to me, don't sign up for Patreon. But if you're not related to me, woo, you should sign up for Patreon. Holy shit. There, there's a fucking mountain of content that grows by the day. Please check it out. It's, it's pretty much the, the lifeblood of Mad Scientist Party Hour. It's what keeps us going. Um, Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. If you're on the fence, try it out for a month. See if you like it. I'm very, very confident you will. We have an incredibly high retention rate. Uh, we keep growing. It's, it's fucking crazy that we've been doing it for four years and we're still growing, but, um, man, it's, it's, it's fun. I love having that platform for us to just try whatever wacky, goofy show we want to throw out there, and if it hits, we keep doing it. Queef for no queef is my favorite thing ever. I, I, fucking, I fucking love it. I told uh, my bud tender about it, got her all excited. Oh, so wow. maybe we picked up another Patreon listener. Wait, you like subscriber. you like Queef or No Queef more than Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition? I uh, think so. Wow. I mean, I got really into Crafter Jeff, and I love it. I love it. I love all the like whatever. I like the whole thing, but like Queef or No Queef is just so much fun. <laughs> it and it's it's different every, I don't know, it's different every single episode, right? Because it's, it's it's the same thing, but it's different. I don't know. It's same, same, but different. Call, but yeah, it, it's tough to call. Crafter Jeff is legendary. Queef or no queef is awesome. Supermarket 
Queef's fucking rules and all of our individual stuff, I think was really good. So just yeah. to piggyback off what you're saying, subscribe to Patreon. Yeah. Give it a shot. Just take a little taste. Take a one month sample. Um, $5 tier gets the bonus podcast and crafter Jeff. And then the $10 tier has all the other shows. Uh, I, I have a feeling you will not be disappointed. So please help support your homies in the new year. Patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin craft at shuddy boy at Jeff records at MSPH podcast and apologies to the YouTube peeps who got the, the, the beginning cut off, but Hey, Download the audio podcast, too. You can fill in the gaps. And you can hear the Easter egg that does not make it on uh, YouTube. The Easter egg on every single episode after the theme song is an audio podcast exclusive. So check that out as well. And, uh, again, just thank you. Thank you for letting us do this. It's a joy. Yeah, supporting us. Thank you so much. And we will catch you next time, friends. But until next time... Something! Pooping, hugging, pups. Oh! Oh! Ew! Oh! Ew! 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 What is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Open Zoom. Open Sesame. Bing boing, plops. Bing boing, plamps. Hmm. Yo, dude. Point, point, plamp. Shuddy is distracted. He's currently staring at something. <laughs> there he is. Uh, I saw you pop up, but I thought it was Jeff is usually in first and he usually needs a minute or so to get himself adjusted once he gets in. So he... I was re- looking at these pictures. Oh, I just almost stabbed myself with an exact. Ow! Yeah. Ow. Um, just looking at my news articles. Ow! Ow! <laughs> got some. Got some bangers for Patreon. Um. Yes. Yes. I. I was getting a good laugh out of the one that I was just reading. Nice. Oh God! Eleven wet trillion. So I think he says eleven butt trillion. <laughs> eleven wet trillion. Or eleven eleven wet tr- trillion. Maybe he's a pedo and he's saying eleven wet children. <laughs> oh my God! Eleven I- wet trillion. <laughs> you just you're just trying to find a way to get his MSPH wrestling contract revoked. I'm actually just trying to find a way to get him removed from the streets. Oh god! Ow! 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 <laughs> <laughs> I 
like that that combo. Y'all bitches are stupid. Ow! 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 <laughs> Did Bonesy send me another article? Ow! Ow! Oh, no, the great Poudini did. Ow! 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 <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Oh, man. <clears throat> Patrick Bateman in the house. <laughs> I have to go return some videotapes. Ow! Hey guys, hey, let me be the first to wish both of you, well, maybe not you, Shuddy, you've been up for a while, let me first be the first to wish both of you a happy Martin Luther King Day. Thank you. Yeah, what'd you get me? Yeah, you are actually the first person to wish me a happy MLK Day. That's important. It's an important day for me. Uh, I didn't get you anything, Kevin. Uh, You know this is a bigger day and more important in my life than it is in yours. Did you get me anything? Ow! No. Question. Ow. Why, <laughs> why wouldn't Black History Month be the month that includes Martin Luther King Jr. Day? Because you cover more real estate. Ah, okay. So it's, Yeah. But theoretically, oh, in January instead of February, they would cover more real estate, even taking out Martin Luther King Day. That's true. That is always the joke that they they gypped black people with the shortest month of the year. Even on well, the years. NBA, it's Black History every day. I guess I don't know enough about sports. Yeah, you're missing out, buddy. Am I going to get any credit for my just amazing hairstyle? Do yeah. I get any credit for it? Didn't you, didn't you hear all the shit. jokes we were making? Yeah, he called you Patrick Bateman. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And then I said... I'm honored. I, I didn't I didn't think I'd get such high praise. Wow. <laughs> I have to return some videotapes. You're comparing me to another great American, and I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I was going for Zed and Pulp Fiction. Sans the Gimp. I guess Little Mama could be my Gimp. Cassandra, don't just stare at it. Eat it. <laughs> God, I fucking love that movie. I haven't seen it in a couple years. I bought it on 4K disc. And since it takes place in the winter, I just dubbed it a Christmas movie and watched it the week of Christmas. I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Did you watch it with Rara? No. That's not really in her wheelhouse. No. Yeah, I could I guess that makes sense. But I could sell it to her as it's written by a woman and directed by a woman. Gotta support Wait. female filmmakers. I thought that was uh I thought it was a guy. Brenton Easton Ellis. Is that a is that a chick? No, he wrote the book. But the adaptation, oh, okay. the, the screenplay was written by a woman, and it was directed by a woman. Understood. 
That's great. I'm all for uh, equality, gender equality. So it's wonderful that, that happened. Oh, it's Gersey. Was that is that me? Yeah. Who Was else would it be? I don't know. We have we have some famous people drops. This is you too. Fat, juicy slab of meat. Well, that could have been pulled from any Master Chef or Crafter Chef episode. It was pulled not, from a. That's not too exotic of a sound drop. Episode. Have you tried the uh, next level chef yet? I haven't. No. It's been been a little busy. So I'm behind on, on lots of stuff that I have to watch. Uh-oh. Very hard. Is there any big streaming things going down right now? Dude, Ozark comes back this Friday. I am fucking amped. You guys fuck with Ozark, right? Of course. I'll yeah, I'm probably hard. have a review ready to go next Monday. I will not. Uh, I'm just being realistic with myself. Uh, like, what am I behind on? I'm behind. Like, I haven't watched any of The Witcher season two. Something else came out that I haven't watched. I'm one episode behind on Book of Boba Fett. Um, Did you a- watch any of Peacemaker? Yes. All right. I will have to discuss it. Rhett Ray and I binged the first three. We watched it between football games last night. <laughs> How many are there's three that are out? And the fourth yeah. one came out last night. Oh, no way. Really? Yes. What? Wait, the fourth episode of Peacemaker? Yeah. I thought it was on Thursdays. Oh, I just saw James Gunn post something. I assumed a new episode had dropped. That's no, all. I don't think. No, because... Cause I think last night is when we binged it. Like we were real, we were gonna watch just one episode, and then that autoplay thing started going. Like play next episode, the little progress bar goes, and neither of us said anything, and it just kept chugging along. Ah, oh, you played Peacemaker Chicken. There's yeah, a, there's a lot to unpack with those first three episodes. Yeah, yeah. Can you guys do a review that's not? Very spoilerly, because I, I this has been on my radar, and I know I have to watch it. Man, your yes. internet sucks ass, Jeff. Yes, we absolutely can, because there's enough wacky nonsense to talk about that will not affect no, you knowing the plot. Like, yeah, I feel like we can do the first three and then revisit it on the finale, because it's eight episodes. I like the sounds of that. Yeah. Pretty cool. A James Gunn TV show. Yeah. What do you guys say? Are we ready to fire this up? Uh, yeah. Let me just get the button lined up. Where is this fucking thing? It always hides. Nope. Nope. It's like on my dick. There it is. From Los Angeles, California, we're the Mad Scientist Party Hour. 